Hello, and welcome to Cochlea. My name is Talon Stradley, and I am a recording arts student at Cal State Dominguez Hills. I learn a lot of cool things in my classes, and they say the best way to learn is to teach. So, I made this show, a study guide for anyone who wants to learn about sound. We ended last episode talking about sound in its most mathematically pure state, a sine wave. We learned about wavelength, frequency, and amplitude in this perfect system. But the world isn't perfect, is it? Have you ever heard this sound in the natural world? No, of course not. The world has a lot more factors that can impact a sound. Ultimately, this is a good thing. It's what gives sound its timbre. Timbre is a very important concept in audio, especially anytime art or music is involved. Simply put, timbre is the tone or color of a sound. For example, this ocarina has a breathy round tone. while this chord organ is much brighter and almost nasally. The timbre is the waveform of the sound. Timbre is just the more musical way of describing a waveform. So when I say timbre, you say waveform. Timbre. Timbre. There, you got it. Both of these instruments played the same notes, A4. These two sounds had the same frequency, which was 440 hertz. So why do they sound so different? The answer is something called the overtone series. You may also hear it referred to as partials or harmonics. All of these phrases mostly mean the same thing, but we'll get into the differences a little bit later. The overtone series is essentially a progression of notes that play alongside the main note, but at much lower volumes or amplitude. It works like this. When I play an A4 on a chord organ, you are hearing an A4 that's super loud, but you are also hearing an A5, E6, A6, C7, E7, and so on. You're hearing all of these notes at the same time, you're just hearing them way quieter than the main note. Don't worry, we'll break it down even further, but for now I just want you to focus on this concept that every harmonic sound we hear is really a conglomeration of all of these other notes at different volumes. That pitch that we meant to play, that first A4 at 440 hertz, that is what we call the fundamental frequency. The fundamental frequency is the foundation for the rest of the sound. The next pitch that we hear, ever so subtly, is at 880 hertz. You might be asking, where did you come up with that number? Well, it's actually surprisingly simple. The fundamental frequency is also called the first partial. It is the first part of this sound. It is partial number one. The next frequency that we are trying to find is partial number 2. All you have to do is multiply the partial number by the fundamental frequency. So if our fundamental frequency is at 440 hertz, and we're trying to find the frequency of the second partial, that is just 2 times 440 hertz, which is 880 hertz. If we were trying to find the sixth partial, we would multiply 6 times 440 hertz, which gives us 2640 hertz, or 2.6 kilohertz. And that's it. That's the foundation of the overtone series. Depending on the volume of these different overtones, you will get a different sound. For example, a flute plays those first few partials loudly and then slopes down as you get higher. Compare that to an oboe where all kinds of partials play at all kinds of amplitudes. You can start to see how that affects the timbre. If you want to see the overtone graphs of some of these different instruments, you can find them in the transcripts of this episode at newtonsdarkroom.com. The overtone series is not the only factor here. Another important part of the equation is resonance. 
We'll delve into resonance right after this short break. I'm Buddy Duquesne. And I'm Alice White. And together we host Those Happy Places, the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. Have you ever wondered about how designers make your favorite theme park rides or about the hidden symbolism behind roller coasters? Join us as we break down all things themed, from Disney parks to Universal Studios or even your favorite local roadside attractions. Listen to Those Happy Places, available wherever podcasts are found. It's an urban legend that has fascinated us for years. Can you break a glass using only your voice? Well, this isn't some clickbait YouTube video, so we'll tell you straight away. It is possible. It's possible because of resonance. Resonance is how an object reacts to the vibrating air around it. For example, when you pluck a guitar string, the string moves back and forth, causing compression and refraction in the air. Then, the wooden guitar body picks up on that movement through sympathetic vibration. Because of the way a guitar is constructed, this new, larger, vibrating surface, the body of the guitar, is able to amplify and project the sound of the string for us to hear and appreciate. That's why an unplugged electric guitar is much quieter than an acoustic. It doesn't have that body that is designed for unassisted resonance. Resonance and the Overtone series go hand in hand. Remember, the Overtone series is just a set order of frequencies that play at different amplitudes. What helps us to determine the amplitude of those frequencies? Resonance. Different materials and shapes will amplify different frequencies. For example, the Bluetooth speaker in my car likes to buzz when certain notes are hit. Here is a recording of my speakers playing 715 Creeks by Bon Iver. Hear the buzz? The plastic in front of my speaker has a resonant frequency that is being played during the song. Another extreme example of this same concept is breaking a glass with your voice. If you can find the resonant frequency of the glass and produce that pitch for a long enough time, the vibrations will break the glass. All objects have these frequencies that make them shake, and when they vibrate like that, it adds to the sound coming from the source. This is why the fourth partial in a violin note is much louder than the fourth partial in a flute. The wood of the violin is highlighting that particular frequency much more than the metal of the flute. So you may be wondering, Talon, this is all well and good, but how can I use this to help me in my art? Well, it may seem a little theoretical and mathy, but you are likely already using these concepts in your creations. If you have ever even touched an EQ, you have messed with the Overtone series. EQ is a tool that allows you to nudge the amplitude of certain frequencies. Maybe you've used it as a filter to knock out low ends and mic rumbles. As you get more familiar with it, you can actually use it to shape and improve your voice and instruments. It can be a bit tricky, and it's not even something that I'm going to pretend I can do quite yet, but it's helpful. Hopefully in the future I'll be able to put together an EQ episode, but for now we'll just settle for understanding the fundamentals. Before we wrap up this episode, I would like to tie up a few loose ends. First, the Overtone series applies only to harmonic sounds, that is, a sound with a consistently pitch-oriented quality. There's a big difference between playing a bass note and dropping a rock. A rock isn't going to follow the Overtone series, it doesn't really have a musical pitch. Next, as we mentioned earlier, the Overtone series is also referred to as harmonics or partials. While these mostly mean the same thing, there are some differences to be aware of. Overtones refer to everything above the fundamental frequency. That's why they call them overtones. If I play an A4, 
That A4 pitch is not an overtone because it's not over the fundamental frequency. It is the fundamental frequency. That A4 is, however, a partial. A partial is just a part of a sound. That A4 is a part of the sound, so we can say it's a partial. The first partial, in fact. Harmonic is just another word for partial. They're synonymous. So the fundamental frequency would also be the first harmonic. Finally, last episode I called rarefaction, rare fraction. It is not rare fraction. There is no R in there. It is rare, as in hard to find, and faction, as in a small organized group. Rare faction. And that's it for this episode. Next time, we are going to start our dive into microphones, how they work, and how you can use them to get just the right tone. Coakley is a production of Newton's Dark Room. It was written and narrated by myself, Talon Stradley, with audio production by Sumpra Pepnia and Talon Stradley. If you want to connect with the show or have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can find us on Twitter at CochleaPod and Instagram at Newton's Dark Room. For more information on the Newton's Dark Room audio collective, visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.